0: Hello, and welcome to River Do's and River Don'ts. I'm Kat.
1: I'm Rob.
2: And I'm Quinn.
0: Today we're talking about Season 2, Chapter 16, The Watcher in the Woods, directed by Kevin Sullivan and written by Ross Maxwell. We're going to go through a brief synopsis and then hit up our River Do's, our River Don'ts, and a Weekly Weird.
2: We pick up basically exactly where we left off, but this time we see one young kevin out in the woods um have they already established that he was out there cruising
1: we get that very suddenly and surprisingly right here yeah okay
0: he's running to start yeah
1: yeah yeah he's he's running oh wait he's not Mm -hmm. running and we continue the proud tradition of non-normative sexual encounters in the wilds around riverdale attracting gunshots Yep. Oh,
0: and it started with with Juggy doing a great bit, a, a great but somewhat inaccurate <laughs> bit about the, the role of of children uh going into the woods in fairy tales.
2: Oh my god. Yeah. 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 That read. Oh my god. <laughs> I remember when I started it, I'm like,
1: oh, no, don't (laughs) start with this. Please don't don't
0: do this. And he did. He just went right
1: into it. Jughead, you may kneel. (laughs) I hereby dub thee, Sir Trying Too Hard.
0: (laughs) Yeah, he really went for it.
1: (laughs) We love him for it. Oh, God. Oh.
0: Well, hey, let's all remember that he is in high school, you know? No,
1: he He, is. he, he tries so is. gosh
2: darn hard, and I love that about him.
1: But Kevin's looking to be going pretty good cruising session uh, is interrupted by just a flurry of gunshots, and he goes and discovers the aftermath of the Black Hood attack from the very end of last episode. And it's horrifying. Yeah. Do
0: we see him, like, rush towards it?
1: I'm not sure. It may cut before that. It might that. cut before that, but- But we do know that that is how he reacts.
0: Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. because we we pick up soon enough with um the kids at the hospital.
1: Veronica wants to bring her friends over to hang out at Shea Lodge, and everything is just so very tense and mysterious and laden with veiled threats. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Archie, who is in the midst of a vigorous football practice and nevertheless having some fucking amazing hair, (laughs) finds out about Moose and Midge getting shot. Mm -hmm. We transition away from that quickly. We're kind of all over the place at the beginning of this episode, I feel. Jughead is headed to Southside High, and Betty is worrying that Kevin's cruising is going to get him uh, either an STI or lots of bullets or knives in his Mm -hmm. body. And Kevin promises not to cruise the woods anymore until Black Hood is caught, which, okay, you know. I'm not about judgment, but maybe not cruising while there is a serial killer is a fair precaution. Yeah, um, um
2: I actually have a lot of thoughts about the way the show treats cruising in a minute here. That's definitely going to come up.
1: Cool. Good, good. I'm interested to hear. Moose, who has survived and absorbed all of those bullets uh, by being Moose, and he shielded Midge with his body, by yes. the way
2: moose the mighty tower of meat
1: yeah he's he's a wonderful boy he confirms to archie that the shooter was in fact black hood and in the proud tradition of forced and yet still delightful horror movie references midge says that he was like michael myers (laughs) and that he had the devil's eyes and midge has a plush moose that she gives to it's
2: adorable. It's very cute.
1: We then go back to Southside and meet Tony Topaz, Yay! who I get this feeling, who I get this feeling is going to be trouble. I love um, Tony
0: Topaz. Can I talk about the comics?
1: I,
2: uh, before do so. you do, I just want to say that immediately I was on board. I've. <laughs> I'm here for her.
0: <laughs> Good. I'm glad because oh my god, am I ever here for? Her. I was like, they introduced Tony Topaz, and I was like, shit, Tony Topaz. Uh, Tony Topaz is Riverdale. Uh, Riverdale's is Archie Comics canonically bi character.
2: Hell yeah. Yeah.
0: Fuck yeah. Represent. Um, for,
2: thumbs up for an all bisexual podcast, by the
1: way. Yeah. Yes, that's right. <laughs> we got one. Um, like LGBT we, time and uh gen con where we're like holy shit wait there are <laughs> yeah. no straight people there was here like there's like eight or nine people and we were all queer. <laughs> it was
2: so good
1: uh
0: tony topaz not only by she's got so much going for her uh that it's just like ah uh, this girl uh so non-white does have the pink hair and is a jughead friend character um so like they they just brought it and accurately did it
1: In two seconds. In two seconds. In two seconds of screen time, I... In Riverdale Look. at least, felt that she's gonna be more than a friend
0: character. Yeah, which is interesting. Um that yes, it does it does like, feel that like way. Like
1: I am not off base, no, right? No, it, like they're hundred percent going to fuck at some it, point. It pretty much like, feels
0: like that, which I was like, mm-hmm. does it need to be that? But then like the the show was like, Well, it's gonna be that, cat. Um <laughs> Yeah,
1: I mean you you looked down and saw the little watermark in the corner of the screen that said CW and yeah. like, Oh, oh right. that's no. what's gonna
0: happen. Um but This it, is a show
2: about kissing for sure, so <laughs>
0: Um, which I'm a okay with because, uh, like, the way she's Jughead's friend in the comics is that they're competitive eating uh, rivals.
1: Um, oh my is, god!
2: Is, right? Magical. It's so
1: good. Uh, oh. It's gonna be. It's gonna be great. Tony Topaz is the best. God damn it! I don't have time to read Archie comics, and I might. Be... <laughs> Fuck.
0: That's like, and her bisexuality is so good because Archie's. She's basically there for um for whenever Archie's dropping the ball to be like dude, if you fuck this up, I'm going to steal your girlfriend. And I'm just like to... I'm gonna
1: steal your girl. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> yes. That's great. Yeah. I love her.
1: I mean, she had a, an immediate enormous presence and I'm glad to hear that the source material that they're drawing from is even badder ass than what we've got. Yeah, it's I gonna are. be good.
2: <laughs> I was super happy with how really right out the gate, this is a show that bungles a lot of things that, that maybe it shouldn't. They did not bungle this. They got it in one.
1: Mm -hmm. Jughead announces his intention to not hang out with any specific gang, which I immediately thought, man, Jughead, that sounds like an awesome way to get the shit kicked out of you by the ghoulies. And Tony then instantly says, well, that sounds like a good way to get the shit kicked out of you by the ghoulies.
2: Uh, Let's all take a minute to recognize the ghoulies. (laughs) The, the, yeah. the Southside Serpents <laughs> rival gang who
1: that seem to have won up
2: the horror, like the bad gang name thing, going from the Southside Serpents to the freaking ghoulies. Because not only is it, not only does it call up cannibalism and ghouls, but it's also the diminutive form.
0: It's, yeah. And that one, I was like, well, that's not an Archie Comics thing. What the fuck is that? So I looked it up. And it is a reference to geez, of all things like a Sabrina show spin-off from the Archie show that is called the Groovy Ghoulies. That was about What? Yep, that was Oh a, my
1: God.
0: <laughs> yep. That was about a monster high school. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah.
1: Okay, cat. What's the over-under on that being a thing in the Sabrina That's, show? I,
0: I, I mean, I, the the ghoulies are definitely going to be a thing, right?
1: I mean, but like...
0: Monster high m- school. Monster high school. <laughs> well, oh, based I on just, that corridor... I, I
1: literally don't know what to expect. I have no... From that show. I mean I don't know what to expect from this show, Rob <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Cheryl's a witch. I, I I stand very corrected, yes. Hashtag Cheryl's a witch. Oh, Um so, I'm sorry, but Yeah, the ghoulies. Mm-hmm. My love for the
2: ghoulies just went so far beyond Sky what I ever rocketed. knew was possible. Yeah. I didn't know I could love a bunch yeah. of monster gangsters this much. Uh,
1: well, it's because you didn't know
2: they were monster well, gangsters. I mean, they, don't, exactly. they importantly
0: don't show them to us. So now I'm like picture like a teen wolf and a vampire child beating up Jughead.
1: Yeah. There's like please, a big that be what happened. <laughs> There's like, man, I got the crap kicked out of me by a horny fish man. <laughs>
0: Fuck! Uh- <laughs> oh, no. uh, the no. touch of water, 2017. It's
1: gonna be yeah, good. A, a crucial <laughs> second step in the fishmen who want to fuck mythos. Uh, I guess third step if you count the shadow over uh story from H.P. Lovecraft, where it's kind oh, of uh, no. another point in that. Uh, oh. Yeah. Um, so okay. We go to Archie and Fred, and for once I'm not on Fred's side as I discussed in the last episode. I don't keep a gun, personally, (laughs) no reason to. In their situation, I would super, super want a gun. They could get murdered at literally any instant, and that's not cool. That's not what you should want for yourself or your family. Not that I'm, you know, being judgmental. I'd be buying up that shit right away. But Fred, being the paladin that he is, uh, has faith in the system even though he super shouldn't in Riverdale. And so Archie doesn't tell him about what's going on. Archie tries to convince his friends that the Black Hood is after them specifically. Of course he does. At at Shea Lodge. He has not let go of that theory. And Hiram shows up and briefly says hello on his way out to some sort of, no doubt, nefarious business function. And he says, basically, I'm just going to paraphrase here. Hey, kids, I'm a criminal. You can't trust the police. Vigilantism is a really swell idea. Bye.
0: <laughs> what a good hey, scene.
1: boys,
2: boys. I'd like to talk to you for a minute.
1: Have you ever considered
2: oiling yourselves up and filming intimidating videos for the internet?
1: Uh, <laughs> oh God. It 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 was uh, he, he that was that was the thing that happened in this show. Archie then goes and checks up on his secret stash of. Archie Comics references and firearms, (laughs) (laughs) which apparently, by the way, according to where the commercials go, warrants an act break in this show. And we get another brilliantly on the nose musical cue. He picks up the gun out of the toolbox. God damn it. And the soundtrack shouts, I'm a bad man. And it's just amazing. Ah. (laughs) God damn it. And I, I accidentally saw that this was a comics reference, but I'm sure, Kat, that you can actually fill us in. The Red Circle. Yeah, so
0: that's just... And in, the Black Hood. Uh, yeah, these are just other lines of comics that were put out by the same people
1: who put out RG Comics way back in the day.
2: Okay, cool, cool, yeah. cool.
1: They did some superhero stuff and apparently like a really dark antihero mm-hmm. thing with the uh, Black Hood. Was he ever just a superhero like originally like in a golden age and then rebooted into the gritty ass horrific thing that I read about on Wikipedia? I don't know
0: <laughs> because they're not Archie Comics. <laughs> so
1: yeah. Oh, okay. I, okay. I
0: unfortunately don't know.
1: Because I know that Archie Comics is now publishing the Black Circle, which is a relaunch of the Red Circle. Oh, that's Circle. cool. So yeah, Black Hood is a thing. That that he's just in this show. He's a Batman villain. Yeah, you guys? yeah. He, he really, 150% really is. He he has a a very like iconic look, which he's named after. He's obviously insane. He doesn't have powers though. He just runs around killing people.
0: Do you guys have uh? W- what are your thoughts? Who do you think it is? We haven't done that.
1: <sighs> yeah.
2: Um. I'm not sure yet. I'm still because I feel like. The show wants us, the show really, really wants us to believe probably that it's Hiram.
1: Interesting.
2: I have not looked into Hiram's eyes yet mm-hmm. to see if they are yeah, green. Yeah, here's the
1: thing. When Hiram is on the screen, I find myself looking at other stuff.
2: He's very distracting.
1: <laughs> Hiram very is so funny. distracting. Oh, God. <laughs> I literally don't know what color his <laughs> oh. Called out. I'm called out right oh, now. Oh, Mark Consuelos. That's so funny. <laughs> but like, I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm certain. sure they're brown. I doubt it's yeah. Hiram.
2: I'm willing to bet that they're brown. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And Hiram's a lot more of a hire people to do your dirty work thing, or you know, convince idiot teenagers to create chaos you can profit from type guy, which we'll get to. God. Yeah. Like, who even has green eyes in this show? That's interesting.
0: Because from the first moment, I just was figuring. Uh my theory was that it was uh Chick Cooper. I think it's Betty's oh, older brother. Be. Could be. Yeah. Oh,
1: okay. Well yeah, we haven't yeah, seen we him. Yeah, we haven't mm-hmm.
0: seen him. The person looked like Hal to me. It like has Hal's facial mm. facial structure, but doesn't hal- have mm-hmm. Hal's blue eyes. All of the girls in Betty's family have green eyes, and man is this person
1: displaying behaviors that Betty would if she were in a slightly different environment with different uh-huh. friends. and like yep. is oh, acting
0: on all of the things that Betty was talking about, like in her speech, you know?
1: Yeah. And, and they do oh, draw yeah. later on an explicit connection between black hood and, and Betty. So, I mean, it would be a good story decision for him to be Betty's long lost mm-hmm. brother. I, I love that cat. I hope you're That's right. who I thought it was. And, yeah. uh, and well, well reasoned. Yeah, I like it. I didn't have a good guess. Uh, although, although finding that it was Betty's brother and that Hiram is pulling mm. strings would be like the double mm-hmm. dip, like that's, <laughs> that's the, the yeah, that's the cookie, mm, that's the thing where you kiss your fingers and next kiss, though. yeah, The yeah. chef kiss
2: indeed. Um, I mean, that would definitely take us a long way from where the cast theorized he might be at the end of season one when they learned about him, <laughs> which was basically, I'm sure that boy fucks. <laughs> like that was the one thing that oh wow you've got a long lost brother he must be just going to town
0: (laughs) what pure children
1: (laughs) yep that that is more or less what the conclusion of the group was that was the consensus
0: Um, What babies
1: archie proposes to the assembled male studentry that they form a watch group to inform the cops if black hood shows up again and okay in intent i like this Let's do a volunteer neighborhood watch, make sure everyone's okay. In execution, this is Reggie and Archie. This is Reggie and Archie on drugs. This isn't going to go well. Yeah. Like, this is 100% headed directly and quickly at disaster. It
2: felt a lot like... (laughs) Okay, guys. Remember Harry Potter? Remember how in Harry Potter there was the Dumbledore's army thing? We could do that, but like, a lot more nakedly aggressive and masculine and And
1: nakedly naked as well (laughs) yeah i'm sure it's gonna be fine you guys it'll be fine jughead makes the mistake of answering a question in class (laughs) 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 oh 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 no his english teacher reveals that he closed down the newspaper because south side is a black hole of misery Mm -hmm. the but he likes the cut of jughead's jib the
2: black and red correct
1: the black and red contrast
2: itself with the blue and gold (laughs)
1: yep (laughs)
0: nothing on the nose about i love it
1: it's real good (laughs) it's real good in how it's bad kevin is still cruising and cheryl drops some backstory and psychoanalysis to betty who is shocked and horrified that this is still going on which i thought was interesting that she was so insightful about this Mm -hmm. and we then go to veronica who is more or less telling archie that like You know, I'm not going to say that you have to come over for dinner with my father, but you 100% have to come over for dinner with my father. And Archie, of course, is powerless. Alice turns out to have received a letter from Black Hood himself, along with Fred's missing wallet and Grundy's pedophile glasses, proving that it's authentic. The tokens from the murder victim and the attempted murder victim, that was legitimately chilling. Good job, Mm -hmm. show. Like, they just drop out on the desk, and it's like, oh, my goodness. Yep. And Black Hood turns out, via the letter, to be a puritanical nutcase. Yeah. And Alice is 100% printing his letter, uh, damn the consequences, because she's Alice Cooper. Yep. People behaving as one might expect.
2: Um, again, um, this is one of those times where the police were actually being somewhat reasonable. Like, hey, maybe, maybe wait a second. Yeah, yeah. Like this is Maybe a, this don't. is an ongoing yeah. investigation. Like, a good instinct. Hold your horses, and then she's like, "Uh, no,
1: no." The events I described transpired twenty minutes ago. Yeah.
0: Yeah, Alice, come on, but we, but she's like this about specifically. Even if she, even if she had developed as a character, I don't think she would have. I don't think this would have changed because she is weird about the news.
1: I agree. I yep. agree. If yep. that joke. From the Monty Python sketch, the joke that kills everyone who hears it was written down on a piece yeah. of paper. She would publicly broadcast yeah. yes. it, like, without a second thought. Jughead gets the red and black reopened, but is admonished not to be involved in gangs or drugs, or it's done. Mm-hmm. So he has an additional reason to not be actively affiliated with the serpents. sure. Keller would sure like to get this red circle thing shut down and it turns out principal waldo just more or less likes and approves of the red circle (laughs) it's kind of hilarious they just need
2: a good outlet for their raw masculine aggression you wouldn't understand sheriff
1: (laughs) it's a school club
0: Uh, (laughs) what the fuck was that scene I don't know, but it sure
1: (laughs) happened, and they filmed it and broadcast it for our viewing pleasure. He's also bad at his job. There are very few who are not. The ones who are not actively terrible at their jobs are the ones who are constantly menaced by crime, like Bob Tate.
0: Maybe it's just that he's sick of the police. Maybe everyone is just sick of the
1: police. That could be. You know, okay, that's...
2: Oh, come on, get out of here. It's just a school (laughs) club. I'll, I'll handle it.
1: Uh... Jughead, again, refuses. This is like the, you know, like uh, Peter's denials. Uh, I believe it was Peter. I don't know. It's been a long time. Based on my recollection Uh, of Jesus Christ Superstar, that is correct. (laughs) Yeah, refuses to associate with the serpents, which I'm sure will be just fine. Oh, we meet someone
0: named Sweet Pea, and I'm like, whoa, Sweet Pea, you have beautiful eyes. And also, I'm like, Sweet Pea, that sounds like a comic name, but is it? It kind of does. But he's not. So here's... It's just rubbing off on he, <laughs> But here's my theory. Is P... Uh, was it Peabody? Was that the Snake Charmer's name?
2: Yes. It was.
0: Mm-hmm. What if
1: he's related to the Snake Charmer? That's my thought.
2: Could be. Mm,
1: that would be very, very interesting. Were that What's case. my current thought? We'll keep track of that and see if you're right about that too. Like you're obviously right about the game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean... um, Polly decides to get the fuck out of Riverdale and I'll tell you what her unwed mother carrying her cousin's baby argument is a very very strong argument for the black hood shooting her soon yeah. yes it and is and I agree she should leave mm-hmm. and I'm glad that she does yeah. yep. i fe-
0: feel bad for the actor but yeah good good idea paul mm-hmm.
2: yeah
1: I hope they bring her back. I hope this was part of the story and not like a necessity writing yeah. thing. I hope she's back, but like, it's a good fucking reason yeah, to leave. Yeah, absolutely.
2: Yeah, for,
1: of all the reasons to flee town, that's pretty solid. Like, we've got, we've got to look into what makes this killer tick, and she fucking needs that's to very, <laughs> very
0: smart of you, Paul. Good
1: job.
2: Yeah, I mean, you got to give it to the Coopers. They're, they're pretty smart.
1: Mm-hmm. Maybe none of them are particularly good people at their core. They have a, they have a ruthless streak.
2: They may not also be excessively judicious, but they are smart.
0: Oh, and this is one of my favorite scenes because Alice and Betty finished it off with a dialogue that was just looks, just oh yeah, s- yeah, significant <laughs> glances. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Very good. It's like a oh, man. The ri- Riverdale writing is sometimes really good when the writers get out of the way.
2: Yeah well right it
1: turns out they have a very good cast yes.
2: right and like <laughs> that the direction and acting there was just like very very good
1: it was fantastic
2: um and you got to give props to direction on stuff like that just in the last episode with disappointed mary like framing that as a reaction shot was very very good
1: yeah That was really good we check in at the hospital with moose who is very 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 still in love with kevin yeah. Yep. Does not make that very subtle. And then we go right back to Jughead at the Red and Black, who's working late, and is on to the fact that the Ghoulies are part of Cliff Blossom's drug pipeline. And then we get Tony meeting Betty, and I'm sure that this is not going to be a couple. Oh,
0: God. <laughs> 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 Hello, first of many terrible love triangles. Yeah, yeah.
2: It's- and... I want to say this right now about Jughead and Betty's arcs for this season, because I feel a lot like with Jughead being pulled more and more toward the serpents, I feel like there are thematic parallels that are emerging with Betty in as much as she's definitely not better than the serpents. No. Like, I don't imagine it would actually take much for her to be one of them were she not saddled with the baggage of being from Northside Riverdale. Like, I I just see a lot. Emerging there Mm -hmm. and putting his potential conflicting love interest as an actual serpent. Uh, Well, sorry, not an actual serpent. (laughs) Jughead's not going to try to fuck a snake. But as one of the serpents, I think, serves potentially to pull out those themes even more. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. I'm well, interested to see her, where they're going with this. He
0: treats her like a princess. You know, that, like, he gave her the you cannot be here at night unarmed thing, you know, immediately. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. He thinks of her as, like, a pretty oh. little princess in a tower when she's, like, yep. not. She's fine.
1: No. and no. You she's... know what just occurred to me, mm-hmm. Kat, off of mm-hmm. your thing? If it's Betty's brother, she's going to kill him. At the oh, end of the that's so cool. Uh, that would be very good. Like, right? Yeah, yeah that... that's going to be great. What a fun show. I don't think it's a stretch to say that Riverdale's police and judicial system are going to fail <laughs> mm-hmm. everyone in in this regard. And uh, someone's going to have to do something. And I think it shouldn't be Archie. I think it should be uh, Betty. Dark Betty! I she, love you! I mean, she Dark can. Betty is uh,
2: definitely... They're leaning so hard into Dark Betty and... She's going to be put for the whole justice. fucking
0: season. And I mean she's not about... going to Yeah, and like her her cool her cool south side boyfriend is going to leave her for a cool south side girl. Yeah. yeah.
1: I mean she's going to be worried about Jughead going into the darkness for the whole season and then she's going to dive mm-hmm. into it. Yeah. When when the necessity uh-huh. comes. That's if I were writing Riverdale, that's what would happen in this. We'll see what happens. Boy howdy. Uh <laughs> After a brief interlude at Shea Lodge, where Hiram and Hermione keep up the ill-defined Lodge family tension, we get to the point of Cheryl observing Kevin continuing to cruise, and she calls him, and oh, I the quote, a precious, beautiful, compulsive piece of trash, which describes both Riverdale, this <laughs> podcast, and the people who host this podcast. Oh, thank you. Yep.
0: Um, <laughs> oh, she... Right after, she looked very thoughtful, and I was like, oh, is she realizing that she's describing herself? What's happening? Uh, maybe. Uh, it was so good. But she wasn't. I mean, maybe she was, but then she was constructing a plan. It was just a very good moment.
1: Yes, very good. Very, very good. <laughs> never, change. never change. and the, uh, Never change, Cheryl, and, and that includes not changing back to early season one. Cheryl, please and thank you. Mm-hmm. Archie gets the first call. For the red circle, and we get a ridiculously, almost distractingly bitchin' synthwave <laughs> riff. Oh
2: my god, yeah.
1: <laughs> yep. That is based on the Riverdale theme as Reggie and Archie, like one car chase scene, their way to where Ethel is.
2: Oh my god, yeah. Yeah,
1: it was real good. <sighs> that was like in the year of Stranger Things season two and Thor Ragnarok. That music felt very at home like this is this is a song from 2017. <laughs> Cheryl and Betty confront Kevin uh, about his cruising, Betty out of concern and Cheryl out of I think the fact that if she is Vegeta, she is also equal parts discord from My mm-hmm. Little Pony and it goes about as well as you think it would. <laughs> <laughs> so back at Southside, Jughead is jumped by and it's off-screen. I'm headcanoning this. Teen Wolf, Teen Dracula, a
2: Mothman,
1: and Teen Horny Fishman. He gets roughed up by by the uh, teenage progeny of the Universal Dark Universe.
2: May it rest in peace.
1: (laughs) Oh, what a bad idea. Yeah,
2: but he got got by the ghoulies.
1: Yeah, all the bad ideas. Yeah, but he gets got, and he tells Betty that it was a motorcycle accident. So we're already being more truthful with Tony than we are with Yeah,
0: Tony. almost instantly.
1: Yeah. It's like they're doing this thing. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh,
0: also, in this Archie scene, ha- Tony's hair, oh my god. The, these, like, loose mm. braids that she has going on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No,
1: she she oozes style. Mm-hmm. Effortless style. Archie has that faded dinner with Veronica and her parents, and Hiram presents him with the Apple of Eden. <laughs> In the form of a special reserve rum. Mm-hmm. And Hermione is a drunk petty jerk.
0: Pobrecita.
1: We then get Polly actually saying bye-bye to Betty and only Betty, which I think is a strong choice. And Betty says, you know, mom is sorry. And Polly says, mom's always sorry until she does the next thing, which I thought was smart and good and really uncomfortably real. Yep. Yeah. 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 I mean, good good writing. Like, that is a realistic depiction of yeah. what it's like. Yep, that's it. It is. Hiram warns Archie off of sneaking into Veronica's room and, <laughs> and again, I'm paraphrasing, <clears throat> I'm corrupting you. Care for some underage drinking and incitement to violence? Good is very weak. Evil <laughs> is just rad. You should do a terrorism. That's what a cool guy would do.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's doing so good.
1: <laughs> like, um, <laughs> oh my god.
0: <laughs> go, Hiram, go. Uh,
1: Here's the thing He gets to be that obvious around he Archie. Does. Right? It, he does. That's Archie's right. a moron.
0: Hiram hates, well, in the comics, Hiram saw that Archie was in love with his daughter and went, okay, I hate him more than anyone in the world.
2: Oh my god. <laughs> yes. Cuz he basically leads in that conversation by saying, "Now, boy, mm-hmm. I'm sure you've heard all sorts of awful things about me, mm-hmm. but trust me. What if actually it was good?" <laughs> and I'm <Archie's> just like, <laughs> yep. "Yeah, what if?"
0: "What if though?"
2: "Gee,
1: mister."
0: And I like that they set it up here that way too. But they also did it in the way of like that gross dads being treating their daughters as possessions thing. They've done it well. Yep. They've done it. In a, they've done it very well. It feels very gross. Well, he's not
1: a guy that you're supposed to aspire no, to. Yeah, yeah. It's,
0: it's wonderfully <laughs> so. bad. They're doing a great job, and I love how obvious it is. He doesn't have to try at all.
1: <laughs> not not with with Archie. Archie. <laughs> Why would you? Honestly, if you tried, he might just not oh, get no. it. No, he's not.
2: He's not built for subtlety.
1: Uh, Kevin's self-preservation wins over both his shame and his boner, and he gets out of the woods. Almost gets in the car with someone. Who has a just viciously graphic vision of being uh, stabbed. Yeah, that was that
0: very... brutal.
1: I thought it was real the first time oh, I saw it. Terrifying,
0: too. Uh, my baby, my babies.
1: Uh, and and he and he's like, okay, no, 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 I can't do this. I there's literally a killer on the loose. I'm getting the fuck mm-hmm. out of here. I don't feel comfortable uh and i was very relieved yeah he comes home and sheriff keller has heard from betty what's going on and he calls his son out on still cruising and i every centimeter of my body was clenched and tense ready for all these moral judgments and gay bashing and all kinds of stuff and he fucking just hugs his son and it's all about that he's concerned for his son's safety he just wants him to have a nice boyfriend he doesn't want him to get hurt. It was so surprising for this character archetype. I was completely blindsided by it in a good way. I wasn't blindsided because yeah. we've seen this behavior from him before.
2: Right. It was there in season one.
1: It sort of was. It still got cool. me because I I sort of felt like they escalated the stakes right. of Kevin's situation so, so, so much that I thought for sure this was going to come from a place of anger and authority Mm. and judgment and stuff like that. And it super didn't. This scene really hit me really super hard. But Veronica demands more power in Lodge Industries. Jughead joins the serpents because getting the shit knocked out of you turns out not very fun. And Kevin is super not okay with Betty. Even if like he sort of came to a similar conclusion, at least temporarily, that she did. He feels that she has overstepped her bounds, and there are consequences. Archie makes a video. (laughs) Does he, Rob? (laughs) You want to talk about it? He sure sure does. So he he makes a video whose purpose purpose is a come at me, bro, to an armed serial killer. Uh, He appears not wearing a mask. Everyone else is wearing a mask. Archie's not wearing a mask. He wants the killer to come Mm -hmm. after him. And this video is intended to be intimidating, in the style of what I'd like to call an Al Qaeda and Fitch parody. <laughs> <laughs> because this is a terrorist video mm-hmm. <laughs> with underwear models all oiled up, wearing red hoods. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> I am sorry. And the last shot. The last shot of this episode is Hiram dry washing his hands and saying "good, good," because he is ever so pleased to watch Archie's stupidity shed its chrysalis and become a beautiful butterfly. It was
2: bad, and so many of those boys were not wearing shirts. <laughs> so and many. So many of them looked. Just a pair of fake horse legs away from being BDSM centaurs.
0: (laughs) One of them stood up, (laughs) like, slowly, and, like, tried to crack his knuckles, Uh, which meant he was just, like, flexing.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's what happened. Like...
0: It was...
2: Okay, I will give them this. (laughs) That video is brimming with the sort of awkward unintended but like immensely sexually charged energy of a 15 year old boy
0: (laughs) yeah it just um everything about it made me be like i believe archie has this charisma but i want to know how and why How? How did he walk up to a group of teenagers and go, "We're going to do this"?
1: Right. I mean, they did the red circle thing. I believe that. I believe him and Reggie going to Ethel's rescue. But this seems like a kind of an. Did no one get
2: halfway through taking off their clothes and think maybe this is a bad idea?
1: or halfway through getting all oiled up. Right. Was Dylan oh, Doily this is going on in the internet. Video?
0: Yeah, who was in that video? Like who, who wasn't in that video? Who
1: who did the oiling? <laughs> oh my god. It's
0: oh. <laughs> It's <laughs>
2: a catastrophically <laughs> bad idea. And yeah, Archie does have charisma. He he can play a, a good song on his little guitar. But I didn't know that he could get boys to take it that far.
1: I mean, yeah, charisma is clearly a very high stat. I mean and clearly uh we got we got kind of a dump stat going with wisdom. I mean,
2: could be about twenty five percent charisma, seventy five percent jingle jangle, who knows?
1: Yeah, who knows? That's another fair point. But here's the thing. I think that part of this, it's not just Hiram's insidious uh, serpent whispering, you know, Garden of Eden influence. It's not just Archie being a friggin' moron or being on drugs. I think we need to look at the fact that he's really sitting pretty. He's riding high and feels untouchable after his historic first round knockout victory over that frozen block of Sweetwater River.
0: (laughs) Yep. Oh, Archie.
1: Oh, Archibald. Oh, I can't even. What a fucking. Uh, all right, let's do our segments. Cool. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Enough said, let's do segments.
1: Hands down, without even needing to think about it, my Riverdue is Sheriff Keller accepting his son is being concerned for him, scared for his safety, but showing that with love instead of anger uh, and acceptance instead of control. And being present for this problem in his son's life and not pretending that it's not a thing or feeling like he can control it through intimidation or whatever. As you rightly pointed out, we got hints of this before, but like this episode hit it super, super hard. And I feel like Western television audiences need to see gruff authoritarian men accepting (laughs) their gay sons and loving them. And so I'm glad that happened.
0: Cool.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that was good.
0: My review. Uh, the intro is is Tony joining the cast. Yeah, that she represents to me a lot of stuff that they desperately needed in their their main group, and I don't think that the show handles a lot of diversity shit well, and (laughs) to say the least. Um, Yeah, and she's going to force them to, or they will fail. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> you know, like. And man, does, yeah.
1: she, <laughs> yeah. man, does she arrive fully formed. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: So I'm, I'm looking forward to this because she is like, she's what they say they are trying to do with the South Side. So the proof is in the pudding and do it.
1: Yeah. Good start.
0: <laughs> yeah. We'll see how it goes. I'm really happy she's here. And I'm also really excited because like she might make out with. Not just Jughead, but with Veronica one day. And that'd be yeah. nice. Yeah,
2: mm-hmm.
0: It's time, show.
2: Do it. Do it. Alrighty. And mine has only been strengthened over the course of this episode. It started off as something that I thought was just too gosh darn endearing to let go. And it has turned into something that I have a deep, burning passion and curiosity about. And that, my friends, is a little gang called the Ghoulies. <laughs> <laughs> because what
0: though those groovy ghoulies what <laughs>
2: they're uh, the best and literally none of them have even been on screen yet I swear to God if they break my heart
0: I um, They well, just the gang leader better at least have a widow's peak That's oh how god I feel. So, yeah. yeah
1: I mean I'm thinking like a full-on misfits devil luck is what needs that would be so
2: good and just much as with jingle jangle having a bunch of people look someone dead in the eye and say don't sit there or the ghoulies are going to come and they're going to beat the shit out of you is like a herculean feat of acting to really (laughs) sell the ghoulies are a threat that you have to worry about at this high school yeah and like The ghoulies are smuggling drugs. I'm excited. I... As like a little bit of world building, I'm excited about it. And in its current state, the bundle of incredible potential they represent just has me aglow. Good stuff. I know that they're not going to be real monsters, but... (laughs) Can they at least all have like a dedicated aesthetic?
0: That's all I want out of a gang. Like really. (sighs) That's all I want out of a gang. It's just a dedicated aesthetic. Yeah. Is that too much to ask?
1: It's, I Please. I mean, okay, so, you know, the serpent's main place is called the fucking lair of the white worm or whatever, like the white worm. Like, what are we going to do with the ghoulies? This is this going to be Hill House? Please. <laughs> oh. Okay, so who starts the don'ts then? So I gap, would, yeah. I yes.
0: So mine is um, there's this moment where Jughead goes up to the teacher and is like, "Do you have a paper?" And he's like, "We had the red and gold, or the the red and black, but it got shut down because there wasn't enough student interest." And I was like, huh, okay, writers of Riverdale, you are once again showing that you have a lot of privilege and don't really understand the way that the world works." Yep. Uh, uh because that is not what would ever happen. Uh-uh. No, thanks for blaming the people who are within the system, uh, a school paper would get shut down because of a lack of funding, you assholes. Yeah, that's just it. like
1: every other good fucking thing in any school. In yeah. America. Uh mm-hmm. and
0: like there are so many things about the school. Like I like this school. I'm on the school's side, but uh like what the fuck is up with the like <laughs> the the chain link prison fence in it? What what is going on? The random ass uh chain link fence in the cafeteria is what I'm talking about.
1: Oh god, yeah, it is in there. Right? Yep.
0: That yeah, that one that, didn't that- of a purpose the the guards in the front i totally get but then like the the thing that they had in the cafeteria just to make it feel like a prison yard um right exactly uh, where i'm like no yeah. it should just feel like a cafeteria please please don't impose no,
1: like and and the reason yeah the reason that that place wouldn't have a school paper is hiram lodge not the right kids.
0: exactly yeah don't well, right, put this on the people who are living there what the fuck are you doing writers don't yeah. do this shit no. to it Fun fact,
2: um, when school funding is directly correlated to the amount of taxes that the people living in that school district are paying, and that school district resides in the poor part of town, you're not going to be able to fund as many programs as the ones that are being bankrolled by the Hiram Lodges of the world. So, yeah. Yeah. I agree. There has been a degree of inelegance in dealing with a lot of social issues.
0: Yeah. So I've got my eye on it. and Yep. Yep.
1: That's a very good River don't.: Thanks. So that's mine. Yeah.
2: And mine, to tie into dealing with social issues, has to deal with the moralization of Kevin's sexuality. And this is within this episode, and it also came up last season. And I kind of have mixed feelings about this, as mm-hmm. my River don't, Because on the one hand, the arguments that people are making about Kevin on some level make sense. He needs to make sure that he's being safe. He should be careful, He's also relatively young. He's 15 or 16 years old. You know, you want to be safe and responsible. But there's been an emergent undertone I've noticed in the show that... And this was really a big theme last season when Kevin's sexuality came up. Where his dad basically sat down and told him, like, don't go cruising. It's dangerous. Like, why can't you just find a nice boy to settle down with? And I guess for clarity's sake, I'm like probably an overwhelmingly, just stiflingly, boringly monogamous person. Sure. (laughs) Um, I'm really not good at (laughs) processing feelings of attraction for more than one person at a time. That being said, I understand that that's not the way that everybody processes things, and a big part of aspects of gay culture involve cruising like cruising is a spot where gay culture is expressed and developed and you don't want a child going out and putting themselves in danger in that context you you don't want a child exposing themselves to predators like
1: sure yeah <laughs> yeah mind I mean, you like it is a place that the culture thrives but it's also by its definition full of men right and thus dangerous right
2: and i, I can't stress enough that <laughs> they're not played by children sometimes they don't act like children but these characters are children yeah. So, like, yeah. yeah, if you're 15 or 16, you probably shouldn't be out, like, really actively cruising in situations where you could get hurt or be abused.
1: And there's a shark xenomorph wearing a black hood who's out there to kill people who don't conform to a strict, sort of puritanical moral code. Right. But that being which said, is just terrifying.
2: Th- there does seem to be this undercurrent. That queer relationships should resemble, like, heteronormative relationships with some of the parts swapped out. Right. And that's not good or healthy. No. Um, That's not how it works.
1: Yeah, I mean, they can, but they shouldn't, like, be forced to. Right. And that does kind of feel like... I don't know if it's what the show is trying to do. But it's like, it almost feels like that's something in the back of some of the writers' minds.
2: Well, and I think that it's probably not intentional. It's, I think, an issue of privilege as well. Of just not being aware. Like, good on them for actually incorporating cruising as an element to the things that are going on in the show. I'm not super big on them moralizing around it. Because part of me feels like it's not just Kevin as a child who might be in danger. Like, it's not just a problem with him. I feel like there is a, a tacit condemnation of the culture of cruising.
0: Ah, uh, yeah, I see what you're saying.
2: And that rubs me the wrong way.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, there's plenty of reasons for Kevin to be more careful in this particular situation, especially at this particular time. But I don't think that the show perfectly hits that and only that. I think you're right that there is an undercurrent of a broader sense of like, oh, gay stuff is dangerous and weird. mm mm-hmm. they probably could have stood to be more careful about.
0: I think this could feel less bad if there were just
1: more.
2: That's what I was going to say. There's not yeah. that many
1: <laughs> which, which which is rather rather a good uh, criticism of a hundred percent of Western culture mm.
2: right. We don't have that many queer folk like being actively queer on the show right now. um. Kevin's kind of it, moose's in the closet and like working through some business.
0: But I'm worried that or like like what Quinn's saying, I'm I'm worried that if he comes out that it's going to slot into a boyfriend slot for Kevin and I don't you know, like whatever. Yeah.
2: Right. Probably so. So just give us more and it might not be as much of a problem.
0: Yeah. Yeah, there were things that I like I did like like I liked your River Dew. Rob, you know, like I liked that the, the the thing about fathers and sons, you know, like I liked the b- part of it that was like, let's start having that those difficult conversations because the part that seems difficult, probably the reason that they haven't talked about it is that like Kevin's young and what they'd be talking about is sexual urges shit. And, like, I wasn't talking mm-hmm. to my mom about that stuff when I was a teen because it would make her very uncomfortable, you know? Yeah, so, sure. Uh, like, I get why they weren't, and it's cool that he's like, no, we should because this town is limiting to you and it's time because now shit's dangerous, you know? Like, I get yeah, it. And that yeah. is that was a cool thing to happen, and it was nice. But, like, God, it's still – is it worth it? Was it worth it? And, like –
1: yeah, I don't it, know. It would,
0: be, it would be probably okay if we just had more.
1: Yeah, right. I mean, I think the point that both of you have raised about, like, if there were more examples of any group of people so that you can show a range of true things that are real in the world about groups of people instead of there being so much weight on every single thing that one person does because they're the only example of a whole culture. Right that's hard like that's that's a hard thing to like do right I don't think you should ever do
2: that right and I let this sort of dynamic slide the first time it came up last season like I made a mental note of it but I kind of let it go yeah but now it's come up again yeah and I feel like it's important to like talk about it and hey we have Tony Topaz let her queer up the place
1: Please, for the love of God. Well, and you know, like when Kevin was in the woods, I think the final time, I want to say, like when he decided not to get in the car with the guy, there were two other dudes there who looked to be having a good time. And I wish that we could have seen them like be okay and having a good time. And instead of just like be on the screen for two seconds, have 10 more seconds to be like, this culture is not only the dangerous thing that the people outside of it are saying about it. It's, It's certainly dangerous in this town at this time for reasons of the plot. But if like you're a consenting adult that has a cool head on your shoulders, you know it's probably fine. That's <laughs> like, yeah, a thing that happens. That would have been nice. It wouldn't. It wouldn't have taken much time to make this much less uncomfortable. Yeah. Next time, Riverdale,
0: that we're in a club, for the love of God, let us see some people being comfortable.
1: Yep. Indeed. My River don't is much less laden. <laughs> okay. I think. Cool. Uh, it is Hermione being a petty drunk jerk. Mm. Because I think that not only is it sort of pointless in terms of, like, the conflict, between, like, it's just a low-hanging fruit. It's just, I'm being mean, which is not great. Like, it's not as good as that conflict between Veronica and Hermione can be. I also think that it is symptomatic of the thing that, Kat, you said you're worried about, which is... Her agency and her identity as a complex antagonistic force in the show just getting pushed to the side to the point where it's not going to be anything. That's anymore. a very good
0: point. I really liked it because she said pobrecita and she really reminded me of my mom in that scene. Sure. <laughs> she was like, I'm being a petty drunk jerk and grasping low hanging fruit. And I was like, oh, hi, mom. But. Um, <laughs> <laughs> But you're making good points, yeah.
1: (laughs) I do worry that that is her conflict with Veronica being very obviously refocused on a jealousy about Hiram's attention. Yeah, Yeah, you're Mm -hmm. right. uh, Which is not what this show needs, and it's not what either of those characters need. Like, he can be plenty evil on his own. She should be able to also have her own stuff going on, and sometimes... I mean, I want to see the Lodges, Hiram and Hermione... Sometimes be on each other's side and sometimes be at each other's throats yeah. in their evil machinations. And I really get the feeling that that's not the direction we're heading in. and I think that the person who's gonna get short shrift in this is well, her that, would that suck, yeah,
2: sucks because she had a whole season of character development leading up to this, and I feel like the first season did color their relationship as sort of operating in that sometimes they're with each other, sometimes they're against each other,
1: <laughs> spy versus spy, but they fuck, yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, which, like, in comics and stuff, oftentimes Hermione Lodge is dead, Um, but, like, they loved her more than anything, you know? And, like, I like that. I I would like a Lodge family dynamic that is very, we're going to snipe at each other a, a ton until you come against us, and then we are united, and eventually, probably, Hermione should die, and, you know... And then it is going to be her and her father against each other forever. hmm Yeah. But we need to see a lot of the them doing stuff against each other until you turn on the lodges and then first.
2: Right. And definitely if this builds to a point where Hermione dies, I don't want it to be a slow withering pre-death no. of having no. her agency stripped from her. Nope. And becoming a husk of the character that she once was.
0: No. Because no. Because that sucks. I, it, it needs to be spy versus spy. You know, yeah, we need to, yeah, we need to understand why Veronica and Hiram passionately love this woman. If they're, you know, like if we're going to, yeah, yeah. And because oh,
2: god damn it, they're like sexy and charismatic and interesting. So just do it. Just do that.
0: He's from he's from All My Children. He is the soap opera actor. Soap opera family, please for the love of God.
1: <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, you guys you have all the tools. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're all there. It's time for Weekly Weird.
2: Weekly Weird. I'm going to kick it off with I'm going to say probably the most obvious thing for Weekly Weird and that is that video. Just that video. Yeah. <laughs> I think at this point almost everything that can be said <laughs> has been said about the video over the course of this thing.
0: <laughs> that video. But
2: You're that right. video yeah. um and I'm I'm still trying to reconcile personally whether or not it was intentionally overflowing with that bizarre sexual energy or... <laughs> it had or, to
0: have been.
1: <laughs> or, well, but... Let me shake my magic eight ball here, Quinn. It says c well, No.
2: But there's also part of it, like the more I think about it, the more it tracks as a thing that accidentally teenagers that age do. Right. Like, I'm from a big family and my little brother bless his heart, was really the only actively masculine one of us. And like, stuff like that is more common than you would imagine. (laughs) I I don't know. There's just this like, they might have intentionally manufactured something that also accidentally happens. But also, you don't oil yourself up like that if like, you're not trying to look good for the camera.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Maybe (laughs) there were choices. I wonder who directed it. (laughs) that person is a gem
2: bless them
1: Kevin Sullivan
2: (laughs) Kevin you did it (laughs) (laughs) so that's mine Uh, we've really just we've talked that one a lot so
1: my weekly read is quite related to that it's not it would encompass the video but we've talked a lot about the video now it's just as much the lead up to the video it's Hiram loudly and obviously declaring his villainy in front of everyone
0: oh in front of all the kids in the first yeah.
1: in the first instant all the kids and his wife and he's just like well as someone who frequently does things that are illegal i feel that the cops are stupid losers who need to get swirlies and <laughs> taking matters into your own hands is what cool guys would do And then, like, then he escalates that, and ostensibly in a private conversation with Archie. But, like, does he believe for a second that when this video becomes a thing, Archie's not going to tell anyone, oh, you know, it seemed like a good idea because your dad told me it was an awesome idea. I don't know. So the lead up to it is my weekly weird because apparently our devious super mastermind who was foreshadowed more than, like, a messianic prophecy in the first fucking season his master plan is tell the dumb guy to do a dumb thing and watch him do it <laughs> but like he made no precaution whatsoever to not let this all be tied back to him and his bad idea that he's giving this dumb kid i mean he's just blazing the- b- blatantly doing it in front of people and i was just like very confused like wh- where does this end Hiram? For the <laughs>
2: amount of care and tact he put into that the video may as well have ended with like a large executive producer credit for Hiram Lodge <laughs> yes I also imagine that likely the preamble to some of those like one-on-one Hiram Archie scenes was actually Hiram at one point saying you know Archie the first thing you're gonna want to do is illegally buy a gun from a creepy kid from your school oh you've already done that <laughs> <laughs> looks like you're on the right track kid you've got some promise
1: that's my weekly weird <laughs> i don't know what his like uh, it's obvious that archie doesn't have an end game but we are led to believe that hiram ought to have one and i have no fucking idea what it I mean, is. i
0: mean in relation to archie i don't think it is anything other than ruin archie
1: like i feel like everyone's gonna know that it was him too every
0: single person but why would he do this why would he have it out for this
1: child i don't know but here's the thing it's gonna be archie saying it and everyone's gonna believe him (laughs) (laughs) it's true if i were
0: him though i'd be like why would i have it out for this child you know like it's such a petty weird thing that he be like I mean, why okay, would i go about I, that, ruining that him it only
1: goes so far Kat, he did it in front of people i know people. i know
0: it's so funny
1: <laughs> he can't even deny it like he can't he can't even rely on the fact that it's so fucking weird because everyone heard it oh
2: my god
1: uh like yeah, the more I pull apart this one, the more I'm just like yeah, I don't know what's happening. <laughs> what is
0: make... this? Uh, I mean the writers are gonna resolve it for us, so we don't need to worry about it. But it doesn't make any fucking yeah. sense.
1: It was delightful and bizarre, but ultimately, like God, it was just <laughs> like a CW. It was a CW con. Like,
0: uh, uh, God. Oh my
2: God! Yeah. Uh,
0: cool. Mine is uh. So at one point, when they were having a large family meal, Veronica turned to profile, the camera zoomed in on her, and she said a Hamilton line.
2: Um, and she the- did, didn't she?
0: Yeah, she did.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I forgot about that. Yeah,
0: the camera really liked that. <laughs> and- okay, show. And- it was just like, they paused after being like, yeah, did you get it? Right. Did you get that that was from Hamilton?
2: <laughs> she basically turned to the camera and said, and this one's from my man, Lynn.
0: <laughs> it was really bad. I didn't like that it was happening and I wanted it to stop and I wanted us to like go back and say a different line. Uh-huh. Uh, Get back to the
2: Truman Capote, please, Veronica.
0: Please, please don't do this. And it was just like, and she like glanced down slightly, like coyly, and I was just like, why, why is this happening? Uh,
1: she really dropped that Hamilton reference uh, as though it were a bomb. <laughs> <laughs> if oh. oh. you think that in the continuance of this podcast you are you have a prayer of escaping back oh christ I, i've got a bridge to sell you oh
0: god yeah so that was that was my weekly weird
1: it's a good one <laughs> Oof. i loved this episode this episode was, it was dense real, it, was, oh. it was real dumb but there I there was loved so it. much stuff I, like Quinn's real concerns with it and, like, the, the social issue concerns, like, I feel like the intent is not evil in any of this, but, like, they really need to be more careful as they move forward with these things. But other than that, oh, my God, it's such a beautiful disaster. Yeah. Jughead
0: School has graffiti on it. That seems like it's been there for 10 years that says School <laughs> of Lies.
2: I know. <laughs> I know. Uh.
0: Yeah. School of Lies. Good stuff.
1: Riverdale. This is. Oh. This is what I've come to expect. I expect to be very confused by the end of each one, but with at least somewhat of a smile on my Always. face. Always. So, thank you both for taking this bizarre journey Aww, with me. Thanks for inviting me.
2: Yeah. Thank you all so much for listening.
1: That was River Do's and River Don'ts. Join us next week when we tackle the. I'm looking forward to this. Chapter 17, The Town That Dreaded Sundown, named after a movie that Roberto Aguirre-Sacasa directed. Oh my god.
2: Until then, get the baby oil ready. You never know when you're going to have to film a video.
1: (laughs) I can't wait to see the fucking train wreck that results at the end of this episode. (laughs) (laughs) Presumably there will be consequences and we'll get to see them on the screen.